How you doing, cats and kittens out there in podcast land? This is The After Show with Mike and Kelly. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. I can't help myself. I really, I need to be medicated. We've turned it to... Oh, I thought you were, and that was... Oh, the... no, not yet. Oh, okay. It's only, it's er, as we... So, hi, listeners. How you doing? I am, we are back with The After Show. Uh, I am Mike, and with me, as always, is my partner in podcasting crime, Kelly Guimont. How you doing, Kelly? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, some days I think we venture closer to crime than other days. <laughs> <laughs> depends Depends on the day, depends on the crime. Exactly. Um, I, uh, I I feel like the the show intro at this point, we're, we're so comfortable with it that we wander off. We do. And we, a little bit. And uh, for, for anyone who was looking over our shoulders, we began to record the show. We always have to have the discussion of who's doing the intro this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, and this week it was me. Um, so very, very glad to be back with you. Uh, thank you if you if you made it all the way through our last show, where we spent, <laughs> I think by my count, thirty four minutes and forty three seconds talking exclusively about how crazy you have to be to blackmail <laughs> the wealthiest man in the world. Yes, uh, we we're glad to have you back. And, yes, hello uh, and welcome. We will not spend any further minutes on that. We're not going to talk about we're not going to talk about Weezos, Bezos, or Weezos, <laughs> or any of the any of them uh, nope. this week. Um, but we're glad to be back with you, Kelly. How are things out in Portland? They're OR? cold, but They're otherwise, cold? Right. yeah. So, did you all made it through Snowmageddon? Okay, I know that was when we talked we last time. It was kind of crazy. Yes, it was. Uh, it it was, and then <laughs> uh, part of what made it crazy was that uh, the the forecasts had all had uh, some sort of timing issue. And so the reason it was going to be so terrible is because we were going to get uh, this wave of, we were going to get a cold snap and rain at the same time. And generally we get one or the other, not both. So when we get both, we get snow and then everybody freaks out. So what was supposed to happen was we were going to get this wave of snow and then we were going to get this second wave of snow. But what happened was the cold snap didn't overlap the way they thought it would. So we got so, the wave of snow, and we went literally from winter storm warning to flood watch <laughs> in less than 24 hours. So it was crazy. And then um, everything's just sort of been some level of soggy ever since. And it's been below normal for winter temperatures here, between 5 and 10 degrees below what the average temperature would be in Portland in the wintertime. So... It's a little, it's a, a little chilly, and yeah. um, yeah. So, but uh, it it did try and fail to snow today. Uh, there may be more snow in the future. Difficult to say. But uh, anybody who enjoys skiing and snowboarding, uh, have mm. I? <laughs> let have me I talk to you about you. Timberline Lodge. Yeah, because they got feet of snow wow. when uh, here on the valley floor where Portland is, uh, we got like inches. Um, they got feet. And so, it, yeah, anybody excited about snowboarding uh, should be very happy about Timberline. It's been kind of crazy. Right it's been kind of crazy out west. I saw Flagstaff, Arizona got a couple feet of snow, which is atypical. Yes. And in fact, the roads from, uh, this was yesterday, the road from mm-hmm. Las Vegas to to uh, Los Angeles or to, or to California, yep. just California, mm-hmm. full stop, was closed due to snow and blowing yes. snow, which is, you know, crazy. Which is, yeah, uh, they got snow on the strip. Uh, um, 
I have family in Las Vegas and uh, got video of snow that was snow like snow falling on the street. Yeah, I saw. They're like former. We, the dogs have no idea what's happening right now. <laughs> former TUAW colleague Josh Ellis posted a video from Las Vegas of uh, snow on the strip as well. So we got to yeah. see. It's it's and and it's you know unheard of. And then to see uh, the after effects, you know, in in a lot of places, you know, you see. Um, where flash floods are common you know they have like infrastructure in place for those things and the rest of the time it looks ridiculous and right now everybody's finding out like why that wall is there and why that fence is built that way and how come there's this inexplicable bunch of gravel right through the middle (laughs) of this area like oh because that's where all the water goes and you know and i've seen in some places i've seen pictures of like this is what it looks like you know in real life and here's what it looks like today or yesterday and it's astounding yeah to see the the difference in in a lot of places i can imagine Uh, yeah the 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 inexplicable bunches of gravel um were you know honestly one of my favorite bands when i was in high school and (laughs) i would have followed them around the country if uh if i had a driver's license or a van but not that first album really really was was the the first it was it was an ep first of all it was an indie ep well yeah uh and then and then they went commercial just you know as you do and they became they became pavement (sighs) so (laughs) wow that was a long way to go for that joke (laughs) we brought it home oh oh, i am impressed with the bring home ability there (laughs) thank you that was that was exceptional I, I was smelling burnt toast, and it wasn't me having a stroke. I was just like, wait a minute, there's a gag. I can see it coming. I have, I have extrasensory, extrasensory, extrasensory pun perception, which they give you when you become a parent. It's a thing. I was, I was, I was having this not too long ago, like making some sort of joke and then go, you know, sort of having to justify it. Come on, that's a good bit. You know that's a good bit. You know. I actually, I've begun, so... Um, you know, work brief brief work comment. Um, as as people people may know, uh, at Salesforce we have an internal we have an, our internal social network uh, <laughs> chatter, which is part of it. Which is like it's 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 like our our BBS, our Facebook feed, our mm-hmm. whatever. But it's our internal feed, and it, you you get it you get it with Salesforce. If you're not using chatter, you can. Um, but it's well known and stated. Our CEO has said repeatedly. Uh, that his favorite group within Chatter in in Salesforce is airing of grievances, which of course is based on <laughs> the classic Seinfeld episode with yes. Jerry Costanza celebrating Festivus. And, Festivus, and yes. Festivus for the rest of us. We're going to have the airing of grievances. So there's actually a Chatter group for that, but there's many, many others, and one of them um, is airing of bad dad jokes. Oh goodness! Which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so oh. I went. I went in. Last and, week, and who are you currently battling for supremacy in this channel? What's There's, this cage not, match look like? It's not about it's not about conflict. It's about supporting one another and collaborating. <laughs> oh no! Anyway, yeah, it's a, a, a tech analyst from from Dallas. He's, he's my nemesis. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> so last week, I went in and I recycled something that I'd said previously, which is that um, I'm I'm opening up a a chain of cafes. Uh, they're Hawaiian themed. And you're not allowed to bring in your device. You have to check it at the door. And the cafe chain is called Kona Silence. Ow! <laughs> yeah. Ow! I, I oh. was really, I was so pleased with that. And everybody, everybody really. As you should it. be. Yes. Ow! Yes. That comes <laughs> all the way around. I, I, I'm into it. It does. 
It works on several levels. Anyway, um, so the, the one of the things we wanted to mention, the, a couple things we wanted to mention this week, because, you know, we, we talk about a bunch of different things on this show. <laughs> um, some might call it ADHD. We call it potpourri, a variety of topics. But one of the topics is uh, there was a um, Saturday Night Live last week. Don Cheadle mm-hmm. was the host. Yes. The wonderful Don Cheadle. And they did a... They did a ad parody they called wedding venue ad mm-hmm. and i was just looking at that before we we came on on the fake air here <laughs> and i realized that that wedding venue ad is a pretty direct parody of the 1986 classic new york arcana which oh is goodness. the the video the ad for the grand prospect hall which is an incredible uh, venue in Brooklyn, and it's—I mean, it truly is spectacular. It's really—it's a beautiful, beautiful building. And if you ever have the chance to attend a a function there, I highly recommend it. But the ad is ridiculous. It's it the two—it's crazy. It's weaponized 1986 <laughs> felony weight of it, 1986. It really is. Yeah. So anyway, we have determined, and we will put these in the show notes, that, that this Saturday Night Live parody is a an homage to this original Grand yes. Prospect Hall commercial. So if you haven't seen them after the show, go watch them. If you agree with us that this is the case, please retweet or tell your friends you heard about it on the after show that uh, Saturday Night Live is recycling. That they did this, yeah. Uh, cable TV, public access cable ads from <laughs> the 1980s. Which, honestly, are, isn't that where all the grand ideas, the great ideas come from? Yes. I, yeah, I think so. You know, I, uh, did a, I, I did a podcast earlier today, speaking of SNL, and yeah. we, we held forth on the glory that is Kenan Thompson. He, he's amazing. He's, what kind of longevity has that guy got at this point? Right? Like, what is he, like a year short of being Tim Meadows? I mean... He's getting up there. Yeah. And is great and does whatever the sketch calls for. And if you just need, like, a little bit more funny than what you have, even if he doesn't have any lines, that's all you need. And that's a... That's a particular talent, I feel like. And it was... You know, we were we were discussing it. Um, so, uh, I will plug it. Uh, I... Am helping recap the masked singer. Don't mm. judge me. Um, no judgment. <laughs> which is super. Which is a super fun show to watch. Just like don't you know invest anything in particular in it, and you'll have a good time. And we were talking because Keenan Thompson pops up as a guest ho- as a guest judge on the show, and he was great. And and we were just talking about like how sort of underappreciated I think he is because when people talk about SNL, you know, they talk about. They used to talk about Bill Hader. They talk about, you know, Kate McKinnon. They talk about uh, Alec Baldwin showing up, you know, um, Robert De Niro showing up. But, you know, people aren't necessarily always like singing the praises of Keen- of, of Keenan Thompson. And I feel like somebody should be. And, you know, he can take a, a nothing sketch like, you know, I mean, it feels like a nothing sketch like, what's up with that? You know where he's supposed to be playing some standard issue host guy, and it's hilarious. Yeah, and and he really, I mean, he makes things like Black Jeopardy work, which are edgy. Oh, downright edgy. You that is a that is a sketch. I, as much as I love that sketch, it 
hap dances on the friggin' line. <laughs> and right up to it. And you know, pass. like upon it. And and then kind of looks over and is like, nope, still bad over here. And then backs <laughs> off a little bit. Back, yeah. And but you know, if anyone else was doing it, I don't think it would work. And I don't think they would ever get anywhere near the line, you know, and, and it's yeah. something in the way that he does it and his sort of, you know, standard issue host character and like some of those things where you know, it needs to be a certain amount of funny in order for the sketch to work, but the point of the sketch is not necessarily that part. Like, mm-hmm. Keenan shines in those. I mean, he's good at being funny, on, you know, when he is the point of the sketch. Like, I think of um, when Gal Gadot was on and uh, he was O.J. Simpson taking somebody out to dinner. You know, um, that was funny. And, you know, he was good in that too, like, as the point of the sketch. And so, like, I, I feel like there there's... Uh, there should be more love for Keenan Thompson, I think, that sometimes than there than there is right now. So. Well, if you, it, 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 I, I already knew that he was the first cast member uh, to join the show who was born after the show premiered. Yes. So, so Keenan is was born in 1978, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which makes him 40 years old now. A May of 1978. <clears throat> Excuse me. Did not reach the cough button in time. So he was born in 78, He was so that he was the first cast member to be born after SNL premiered in 1975. Mm-hmm. However, he's now been a cast member for 16 seasons. Yes. He owns the record for the longest tenured cast member. Oh, he does? Uh, okay. Which, taking over for Daryl Hammond, mm-hmm. uh, although Daryl Hammond now is the announcer, but that I don't think that counts. No, because um, he's not in sketches. He's not in sketches. And he, Tim Meadows was previously the longest serving African American cast member. Yeah. But Keenan Thompson... <laughs> who was born. Which is what I said. Isn't he like a season from Tim Meadows? No, he has no, already passed He's him. way past. He's 66 seasons past Tim Meadows, which is crazy. And he is, even after joining the show as the first cast member to be born after it premiered, mm-hmm. he now is the second oldest, oldest cast member. Only older, only person on the show who's older is Leslie Jones, who's older yeah. than me. Yes. Um, but that's she's amazing. fantastic and I love her by that's the way astonishing. she's awesome um but yeah and like to think you know and then when you think of like you know he started a lot of people know him from a Nick from Nickelodeon yeah um Keenan and Cal. from Keenan and Cal. and so when you think about like that you know and now like he's like the elder statesman on SNL like yeah 2019 is weird y'all he was an entertainment reporter for CNN's real news for kids mm-hmm <laughs> Anyway, uh, Keenan Thompson, as far as I know, not in this this parody uh, of for the Grand Prospect Hall of uh, sorry the wedding venue ad. The I wedding should, venue. I should clarify, yes. but um, he is he is delightful. And you should check him out. Well, what They're, made me think of it was because now I'm just waiting for them to get around to that ad that went around on YouTube ages ago for it for I think it was a swap meet. It's just like a mini mall. <laughs> like <laughs> Keenan would be a Keenan would be good at that. It's just like a minimal. Like, yeah, for people who don't remember, um, <laughs> hopefully we will have a link in the show notes. And um, it's, it must be seen to be believed. It, it, it makes me really happy. Well, I am, I am glad that we are going to have an opportunity to review <laughs> the Keenan of your uh, little, little bit of personal technical news. Yes. Um, so... Uh, as longtime listeners of the show know, I am. I have a. There's a. There is a Mrs. Mike, just as there is a Mr. Kelly. Um, 
and uh, I'm not going to call her Mrs. Mike. That just sounds incredibly weird. Uh, so <laughs> Heidi, my wife. Um, you are Mr. Heidi. That's how I, this works. I am, I am legit Mr. Heidi. This is the way it is. Um, because she's a public figure. She's a, she is a congregate, she's congregational clergy. She's a rabbi here in New York in Brooklyn. And recently she went on a uh, rabbi's retreat uh, where she got to hang out with her colleagues and pals. And one of the things they did was they did some sketch noting. Um, oh. So if you're familiar with sketch noting, this is the the doodling for fun and profit or doodling as a way of trying to ideate, take notes, uh, understand a topic, explore what you think about, about something. Mm-hmm. And specifically they were doing some sketch noting around, uh, around Jewish texts, Torah, Mishnah and so forth. So, so they were, they were doing some, some exegesis and some study by sketch noting, and and my wife is not and not a drawer, not an artist, um, but she really was taken by this. She really has like gotten, she's gotten into this. She's she's created a couple quick sketch notes of, of stuff and shared them, and she's pretty psyched about it. And so she went back to Steve, the guy who was teaching the workshop, and she said, "I want to do this more. Uh, like what what should I what what's a good way to to get to get more effective or make it easier for me?" And he said, "You should get an iPad." And she said, "Well." Oh. I have an iPad. And he says, yeah, but you should get an iPad Pro with the pencil. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, she came back to me. She said, Steve says I should get an iPad Pro. I said, you should get an iPad Pro. <laughs> I need it for work. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, sure. You should totally do that. <laughs> so, as it happens, uh, Micro Center, the chain of, uh, I, I guess you would call them the Sam's Club of electronic stores. Mm-hmm. Um they, you know, if you if you're not familiar with Micro Center, they're not everywhere. Um, if you like Fry's Electronics, not really Best Buy, like more way nerdier than a Best Buy, uh-huh. but not really quite as nerdy as a Fry's or um, you know an, uh, another specific right. the, like tighter focus store. Mm-hmm. But they have everything. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that they are running a sale specifically on the 256 gig iPad Pro 11 inch. This is the current edition Wi-Fi mm-hmm. uh, for 7.99, which is a solid 100 125 $150 cheaper than you can get at any place else. We yeah. don't know why they're running this. They've been they've had the special for a while, but they're running it, and it that but it's in store only. Mm-hmm. So if you don't live near a micro center, you're sort of out of luck. But we live near a micro center. There's one in hey, Brooklyn, hey. right near Industry City and the Costco. So she said. I kind of want to, I kind of want to check this out. Like, should I get it? I was like, yeah, you should get it. You mm-hmm. should like, you should treat yourself. Um, so yeah, so soon, she is going to have the most advanced or most current Ooh. iOS device in the household, which I am unaccustomed to. I find that, <laughs> I find that state of affairs challenging. It's always difficult for me when somebody has something newer than me. Mm-hmm. Makes me twitchy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but it's gonna be interesting. Uh, and conveniently enough, this actually Apple has released over the past couple of weeks. The uh, they've sort of revamped the Apple for Teachers and Apple Education yeah. portal, and so there are now a bunch of iBook guides of mm-hmm. you know uh, learn everything. So yeah, you know, I've draw, been reading. Draw on the iPad, make music on the iPad, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, it's sort of sort of the stars aligning. But I'm really looking forward to seeing how she um, adapts to it. And I'm really going to try, and listeners, keep me honest, mm-hmm. 
and shout out to our listeners. Hi, Chris Fuller. Hey, Dave McGee. Um, hey, Info Driveway. Hey, Phone Boy. Hey, Brittany. <laughs> uh, hey, Mike Dowdy. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Javi. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Javi. Who'd I miss? Miss one person. Uh, Diane. Diana. I missed, Diane. I Diana. Yeah. Sorry, Hi, Diane. Diane. Uh, but uh, Hi, listeners, keep me honest. What I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try... This is going to be so hard. I'm going to try <laughs> to let my wife um, explore and learn and adapt to her new device without me being that guy. <laughs> and it's going to be hard. And we all know, like, we all know as the, I'd say the percentage, uh, the the percentage among our listeners who would raise their hands to the question of, are you the primary tech support person for your family? Mm-hmm would be in the 70 or 80 percentile, 70 yes. or 80 percentile. It's up there. Odds are good, yeah. So think about, for those of you in that category, what what your take or what your perspective or what your advice has meant to your family members who learn to use their new devices through the lens of your experience. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's a, a positive experience and a constructive experience. I'm sure they're very productive and, and happy. Mm-hmm. But are they getting their own? Are they building their own habits? Are they finding their own way? Are they? Uh, where are the desire lines mm-hmm. of their paths mm-hmm. with this device? And if you don't know what a desire line is, by the way, it's a, it's the I've talked about it on the show before. It's if you have a meadow with some sidewalks around it, the the worn through paths in the grass mm-hmm. where people take shortcuts, those are desire lines. Those yes. are the things people do outside the the paths that have been laid down for them mm-hmm. that represent their efficiency and their yes. sort of sneaking around the rules. So what what is her experience going to be like if she sort of starts with the enablement and the support and the available content that is out there rather than me saying, well, you should totally do it this way. Mm-hmm. You know, move. I'm not going to do I don't want to do that. <laughs> yes. I mean, maybe uh, I do want to do it, but I don't well, really want to do it. You want to, but you shouldn't. Yeah. I oughtn't. Um, Yes, oughtn't is, is exactly it. I just had to confess the other day, uh, Mr. Kelly has an iPhone 10. I have an iPhone 8 uh, because I could not bring myself to spend $1,000 on a phone. And I still can't. And I confessed to him the other day that uh, I have desperate jealousy of his phone and I will have desperate jealousy of his phone until I too have a phone with one particular feature. And he said, what, face ID? And I'm like, have you met Kelly? Try again. And an emoji. An emoji. <laughs> it's an emoji. Of course it's an emoji. Of course Come on. it's an emoji. I'm like, it is, the, it is a tiny ridiculous thing that has no useful purpose and I want it so bad. I just don't even know what to do sometimes. How, how long has he known ah, you? Come right? on. <laughs> He's known me since well before years started with two. Like, yeah. So he's like, oh, face ID? Because, I mean... To his credit, he was. To his credit, he was the the A12 processor, perchance. Well, (laughs) he was going for a a very obvious difference between my phone and his, and that is a very obvious difference. I still have to use my finger, apparently, like a caveman, (laughs) and he can just scan his face, and you know, all things are better. And I broke my. Can can I (laughs) can I tell you? Can I tell you? I love, I love the fact that you said I still have to use my finger. And you took a beat, and in my head I thought, like a caveman. <laughs> because, of course, that's that's canonical on the after show, that using yes. your finger to unlock your phone is a primitive yes. caveman-like maneuver. 
Yes. <laughs> it it reminds me. It. It, it, it's actually sort of reminding me I went to uh, we went and visited my mom at Christmas one year and a friend of mine my best friend called me on Christmas to wish me happy Christmas and said hey uh, like you know so how are things at your mom's <laughs> and I'm like uh, I said something like uh, I keep asking for the weather and nothing in the house will tell me and I have oh. to use light switches like a caveman it's terrible <laughs> it was it was it was very entertaining anyway so yeah um like first of all that feature like yes of course it's an emoji um an emoji is is delightful and i want it very much now i will give two tips for what i have done to try to not make everyone else use their phone or their ipad or whatever the way i do it and the first is don't touch it uh, this is actually a tip i got from a friend of mine who used to work at an apple store when they would do trainings and things and uh don't you don't do for the person you don't even like point you put your hands in your pockets or hold them behind your back and talk to, talk the person through it and have them do it themselves so that's what i do like you know my family will like hand me their phone and i'm like don't hand it to me it's not my phone here let me show you how to do the thing that it is that you want to do but i'm not going to do it for you and the other thing uh that that i tend to do is um when somebody said it like sometimes people will like in my family in particular will come to me with a specific question um how do like uh but it'll like they will have a particular question but it's going to be vague right um how do i like how do i set up my email on this thing right mm -hmm. um well what is it you're trying to do <laughs> yeah well what's your goal yeah, like, give me the end, you know, what it is you want to have happen at the end, and then we'll work backwards from there. And then I try to ask them, like, you know, uh, particularly if there's something where there's a crossroads. And with iOS these days, there's always, almost always, more than one way to do the thing that you want to do. So, um, do you want to do it like this? Do you want to do it like that? How do you want to, you know, which do you think is more the, the more attractive option to you? Oh, well, obviously this. I would never do it that way anyway. Okay let's head down this path. And so for me, that's been a thing that has made it much easier overall. Um, because also when you have people do it for themselves, A, they get the satisfaction of having done it for themselves, but B, it's a start for muscle memory. And so people start understanding, you know, like uh, walking my mom through enough stuff that happens in system preferences. Now she will ask, like, I'm trying to this, is it in system preferences? Yes, it is. So, you know, now I can tell her. Yeah, like, you feel you feel like you you've given her you like she she knows she knows what the places are, and then you can help her understand which which thing right. is in which place. Yeah, or you know, um, uh, badly worded preferences, or you know, trying to figure out some some new sort of thing. Like it's help. It's more helpful to do it that way. So that's what I have found um, has worked better for uh, tech support with my family. What tips do you have, Mike, for what what you do for people at your house? Well, or I, I guess I, not necessarily at your house, because yeah, <laughs> at my house, um, the the thing that I think that that is so interesting about what you said in terms of not touching, it's funny because of course the person who taught me that is my wife from when she in her previous career was a technology <laughs> trainer, which is you don't touch the mouse when you nope. want somebody you you can when you're demoing. The mouse is yours. When you're training, you have to let the person drive. Mm -hmm. As hard as it is, you have to let them do it. Oh, it's hard. The, <laughs> you know, it's really difficult. Um, 
but you and but if you train yourself to behave as though you're over you're watching somebody do this you're on the phone or you're in a you're in a uh, you're watching through a window mm-hmm. and they're doing it and you have to essentially charade reverse charade <laughs> the the interaction with the UX. Yes. This is actually something that believe it or not has gotten harder since the you know since the 1980s and the pre-GUI era. Mm-hmm. In the in the pre in the in the command line era or in the DOS era, it was relatively straightforward. It's like type this, tell me what you see. Mm-hmm. Now it's okay, what do you see on the screen? Well, I see a bunch of circles and a big, you know, big blue block. I'm like, mm. Mm. I, thanks, thanks, Sherdlu. No, that's not helpful. Um, <laughs> no, I, I and you, you, you find yourself trying to come to a common visual vocabulary, mm-hmm. and I think what you're talking about, which is so important, is that you're able to establish that up front because then you're with the person and they say, "Well, where's that? What is that thing?" And you say, "Well, that's system preferences, mm-hmm. the thing that looks like the gears down at the bottom." Okay, cool. So that's where I go if I don't want to change the screen or do the whatever. Mm-hmm. So that really helps. Obvious, I mean, screen sharing for remote support is a godsend. We don't need to get into that. But, um, but the but yes, hallelujah for remote access. Can I just say for remote, for, and Chrome remote access? Such a beautiful thing. Chrome remote access in particular. And let me tell you, troubleshooting a printer that's hundreds of miles away and using <laughs> using Chrome remote to do it God. is a thing of beauty. Like. There was never, there's, there's never been a point when I felt like I needed to give thanks to Google until that moment. <laughs> Praise Google! Yes. Um, this one time. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Google fan. Uh, the, but the, I think the, the experience of helping somebody through that and giving them, giving them that room to run, and then allowing them to have that sense of discovery of saying, "Hey, I, I did this thing and it did this and it was amazing." I was like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that's that. I'm glad you found that. That's a, that's really important." Sometimes they get angry. They're like, "Why didn't you tell me about that before?" I was like, "Well, I didn't know you were having that blockage." Yeah, and and in I didn't know you case, didn't know. I didn't know you didn't know. Some cases you have to observe somebody working for a bit and then say, "You know, I don't want to, I don't want to harsher, harsher buzz or mess with your flow." Are you aware that, you know, there's a keyboard command or you can mm-hmm. do that another way? Do you know there is another way? Yeah. Do you know the way to San Jose? <laughs> um, so, funny story. I just was looking through TimeHop and I found um, where I was trying to start a, a hashtag game of updated rap lyrics. And so my example was, I left my charger in El Segundo. <laughs> <laughs> I left my wallet in El Segundo. <laughs> Yeah, we when we we were on a road trip there, and when we were on when we were uh, driving, like we get to El Segundo and and uh, it shows up on the GPS like giant letters, you know, El Segundo, and I went, oh no, my wallet, and <laughs> Mr. Kelly had no idea what I was talking about. What? <laughs> what happened to your wallet? No, no, no. You know, there's that. So- what song are you talking about? <sighs> <sighs> Damn yeah. it, Mr. Kelly. <laughs> You don't know. You don't know what feature I want. You're gonna make me open my phone like a caveman and not be a now, dancing armadillo. Come on, man. Well, that was years ago. Like to be fair, I'm. Yeah, I, I then of course had to play it while we were <laughs> while we were sitting in traffic uh, in El Segundo. Uh, so yeah, he's now heard it and apparently had no idea what I was talking about. So yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I left my charger in El Segundo. I thought that was 
rather clever in that I was trying to figure out like what else would like what would other songs sound like if people wrote them now instead of you know at the time and uh yeah <sighs> so then I just walked around like the rest of the evening going gotta get it got got to get it <laughs> what nothing nothing you know I'm yeah. bouncing I'm bouncing back and forth in my squeaky chair um <laughs> which I have to stop doing um I wanted to so I'm looking forward to this number one, and I'm number two. It's going to be yet. It's going to be the third. I think the third device in the house that is mm-hmm. a USB-C charge device, uh, which is going to that. That is, I think, is the biggest single um, stumbling block. Yep. To a positive experience with the iPad Pro, mm-hmm. because Heidi said, "Well, I'm going to need six chargers." So I was like, "What?" <laughs> She's like, no, I need one every place. I'm like, I, uh, no, you don't actually. Yeah. It has 12-hour battery life. You'll be fine. A to C cable will get you most of the way because the thing that Good goes point. on the wall will do the job. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. And let me introduce you to my friend Anchor, who charges way less money for that kind of thing. <laughs> let um, me allow, say hello to my little friend. <laughs> I was expecting some sort of submachine gun covered in cocaine, but this is a <laughs> no, bunch of cables. This is fine. A, it's a wall charger it's just, and a bunch it's of USB just a wall cords. charger. It's a, it's a gallium arsenide wall charger. What? Is, <laughs> why are you angry? Why are you? Why are you so aggro? Like, what movie are you thinking of? <laughs> it was I. Um, yeah, like I. I almost worry about USB C. Like, so far it's not come to my house. Um, I have the current until USB C iPad, which makes mm-hmm. me inordinately happy. Um, the pencil is super fun. I really enjoy drawing, even on on the one that I have, uh, although it is, you know, apparently helplessly out of fashion now. But uh, I have enjoyed it, and uh, the the responsiveness is really exceptional. Uh, yeah. But my uh, my tech budget in this last year went to uh, getting a new watch. So mm. I have a Series Four Apple Watch, which makes me very happy. Um, and part of the reason is because I can put it on in the morning and it doesn't die <laughs> at lunchtime like my yeah. original watch did. So uh, I enjoy that, and uh, I like the I like the responsiveness of it. So now what I'm holding out for is Schrodinger's AirPods. Ooh, <laughs> I've heard about that. I was gonna get them, and then we got like a tiny wave of rumors about them and then i was like okay i'll wait and then i was like well maybe i won't wait and then we got a whole bunch more rumors about them and then i was like okay fine i'm waiting and i'm like i really don't want to wait and then it was well we think apple's having an event in march (sighs) so yeah that's where i'm (laughs) that's where i'm at now is schrodinger's airpods are they here are they not are they on are they (laughs) off are they connected actually never know the fact is, all AirPods are Schrodinger's AirPods because are you sure they're connected? You never, you're not positive they're connected until you actually start playing music or open the oh, box. Oh, that's true. That is. True. Um, although I, you know, again, I will, I will say this: my my first gen AirPods, which are soon to be hopelessly obsolete, are my favorite headphones that I've ever owned. Yes. And and I think I think the difference between them and all other Bluetooth headphones is all other Bluetooth headphones are unbearably annoying and mm-hmm. the airpods are pleasantly quirky mm-hmm. and i think it's just it's it's a question of do i feel that this device is actively trying to make me miserable 
<laughs> I've is had it, headphones where I've wondered exactly that. Well, right. It comes down to to assuming positive intent. Um, like, is are you are you angry at me? Do you want me to suffer? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Am I being punished? Am I being right? Yes. It's it's a re- like the relationship with traditional Bluetooth headphones is very much you know dysfunctional family abusive spouse kind of the situation where it's like why are you angry? Please just don't you know just just don't drop the signal anymore. I'll I'll yes. try to do better. I will. I'll I, charge you more often. I will. I promise. Yeah. I promise. And this is much more. This is healthy. This is this is consensual yeah. and healthy and and good for everybody. Well, um, this- and I'll tell you what. Oh, sorry. You were gonna say. No. Go ahead. I was going to say, what I love is I was using my AirPods for work yesterday, and I was on, I was on, yeah, let's say, six and a half hours of, of calls. Good heavens. Through the, we're, we're doing some, we're doing a, a thing. It, but I was using my AirPods for most of it, and the thing that is so beautiful about the AirPods when you're doing conference calls is you can, you get the beep, or you look at your Bluetooth indicator on your Mac, and it says, oh, one of these, mm-hmm. is it? 24%, the other one's at 9%. It's like, okay, I'm going to take the one that's at 9%, I'm going to put it in the in the case, I'm going to charge that sucker up. Mm-hmm. And just keep going with my one-ear situation. Yep. And then I'll switch, put the other, put it back in, put it back in, charge the other one. That that alone is crazy. Yes. You can't do that. You can't do that Mm-mm. with regular, there's no regular Bluetooth situation that allows you to do that. But that is astonishing. And actually, if you haven't tried it, Try it sometime. It's actually quite pleasant. Yeah. It's amazing. Anyway, I don't believe they're out to hurt me. I love them. I'm glad I haven't <laughs> lost them yet. Now, like this this discussion is going to make me lose a headphone. It will make you, yes. And then you will be in the same boat I'm in, <sighs> which is, do I buy them now or do I wait until V2? Yes. Uh-huh. <sighs> what I was going to say was, you know, speaking of unhealthy relationships, it feels like we might have to talk about Facebook. We we probably do have to talk about Facebook. I'm reluctant to. Um, I am too, but only because I talked about it this morning on Daily Observations uh, because that was like when this broke. Um, yeah. So there's a there's oh. a Wall Street Journal article. How is there always a Wall Street Journal article? <laughs> um, well, there's always that, a tweet. Uh, there's almost always a Wall Street Journal article. There's almost always a Wall Street Journal article. So a whole bunch of apps that you might use that record personal health information like blood pressure or heart rate or ovulation schedule mm-hmm. or realtor the realtor.com app are in fact sending a bunch of information to facebook and this is ironic it's not ironic it's actually quite depressing but it's a little bit ironic because just just the other day i was uh i saw a a funny meme which is a book cover saying great mysteries of our time. I said something out, <laughs> out loud, loud three days ago, and now I'm seeing ads for it on Facebook, Facebook, to which my wife's response was three days. I was like, well, more, probably more like three hours, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and a friend of mine said, how about I thought about something and saw it out as an ad for, <laughs> on an ad for Facebook. That takes three days. Like, that definitely takes three days. Yeah. I have to work. The other is, you know, yesterday and then today ads on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, now there's, now there's a Wall Street Journal story about uh, Facebook getting information from these apps. And the, here was the thing that I thought was interesting about that article. There were, there were two major takeaways for me. Uh, one person 
that they talked to in the article was a person who uses a menstrual tracker and mm-hmm. was entering information into it and stuff and said, before I gave them anything of consequence, I sat down and read the privacy policy. And if I give you this data, what are you doing with it? Where does it go? What happens to it, right. et cetera? Did this, didn't find anything and was giving the app information. And when you look at the policy for this particular app, it says something about like sharing data with third parties. And mm-hmm. it's with third parties that happens to include Facebook. And the reason, yeah. the the other thing about this that was that was sort of secondary and equally aggravating to me um secondary secondary but also aggravational is um it doesn't matter if you have a facebook account or not Mm. and facebook is getting that information anyway so if you are a person who has decided at some point in the last let's say 18 months of well let's just say since cambridge analytica up through today if you are a person who at any point in there went you know, I don't want to give any more information to Facebook. I'm done with this. And you went and you deactivated your account and then you went and deleted your account 30 days later because they won't let you just nuke it. And you go and you remove it and you're done and you feel like you're out from under Facebook's thumb but you're using one of these apps. Uh Uh-uh. They are still getting your information anyway. And this was the thing that... I was the most astounded by when in, in reading this was it's not like it's it's traffic that's happening from the Facebook app. It's not um, in they don't ever say like whether or not they've tied it to a user profile. One of them says like the data is anonymized because Facebook is trying to assemble average height and weight of our apps users or, you know, whatever stupid reason they gave. And I so even if you feel like you are out from under Facebook's thumb, I, I, I'm not convinced that's true. I don't know if anybody can ever really be out from under Facebook's thumb because Facebook is gathering information about you anyway. I mean, we've seen that with if you are letting f- your contacts, your personal contacts like in your phone sync to Facebook. There, that's a, I know that was a thing at one point that people were doing. I don't know if that's still an option that people have available to them or not. But that means that yeah. if I'm in your address book, and you are doing this, whether I want you to or not, you gave Facebook my first name, my last name, my cell number, probably my email address, and probably my mailing address. And it's just sitting there. And then Facebook has like these shadow profiles for people that I think was a thing that LinkedIn was also doing for a while. And like this, it starts to feel like maybe Amish people are onto something. (laughs) Like, we're all uh, we're all like in this extended rumspringa. <laughs> but now it's turned on us and it's it's, it's just it's it's yeah. gone it's gone uh sideways. And like and I think for me that was the part that was the most frustrating was like even people who think that they're free from Facebook aren't. And nobody yeah. is necessarily being explicit about who those third parties are. So um you know and then uh, they did say that finance apps, uh, this, the, the, the testing that the Wall Street Journal did for this, um, there were finance apps. They went and tried like the top 10, uh, top 10 or top 10, 15 uh, highest rated in the iOS app store financial apps. And none of those were doing anything weird. But uh, six of the 15 in the iOS app store uh, yeah. were sharing this information. And like... 
I feel like we're going to have to start having the same conversation we were having when uh, what's his name was still running Uber and still doing terrible things and still not getting fired. And it was like, what does it take? Like how basically how bad do you have to be before something happens to you as a result of your badness? And like, seriously, what does it take for Facebook? It's it's still not clear. Um, Yeah, we're not there yet. (laughs) <laughs> we we haven't we haven't reached uh the we haven't reached the theranos level <laughs> the ther- the theranos the theranos uh blood blood level of the the, ther- the blood libel right, we're not going to go there <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's it, it it there's there's a difference between creating something that is bad for you and addictive and marketed in a way that is potentially deceptive and something that's straight up a scam right but i think i think you know i for the second time in the show i'm going to quote my boss mark benioff who said facebook is the new cigarettes um that it is it is something that you know used in moderation by adults might be might be okay but it's but the point is that it's being marketed deceptively Mm -hmm. the things about it that are toxic and damaging are minimized the things about it that are uh supposedly constructive are actually not mm-hmm. and by the way we're not li- we're lying to they're they're lying to you about what they do mm-hmm. behind the scenes uh, which reminds me that i believe uh your friend and mine gene mcdonald is abandoning the sock meds yes uh completely and moving over to micro.blog. blog yep um I, I just happened to see her final post this morning so i was glad mm-hmm. to as the as the kids say, subscribe to her newsletter. Yes, own um, own your data. That's part of what, um, that's part of the whole like philosophy behind micro.blog, If you're not uh, familiar with it, is that um, it's it can be social media in that you can post tiny little things uh, on your own website. So if you have a site that you want to use and uh, you already have web hosting, you can just hook up this little subsite. And it works with loads of different platforms. So if you're like, oh, I use WordPress, though, it's fine. Oh, I use I think Jekyll or a couple of other you know blog engines. It's fine. Um, you can still use micro.blog in that way. And then if you want hosting, like if you don't have any hosting yourself and you want micro.blog to host it, um, it would just be your data. And then you put it there and you can have... Uh, little bitty posts like about the weather today or uh, what you are currently knitting or whatever. And then you can have a longer post. So if you want to sit down and write a paragraph about like, this is what's amazing about Keenan Thompson on SNL, then you can do that too. And mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter what length it is, but y- there are uh, free apps available that will sort of aggregate those timelines of people who are using microblogs. Uh, to get their point across in in some fashion and you can have those uh, you can follow it just like you can any other sort of social media timeline like there's people you can follow and then people can follow you and you can have conversations and you can add pictures if you want to and different things and uh, it's and it's a fun place because it's pretty low-key and Mm -hmm. low pressure and like and it's your own stuff so if you decide you're done with microblog micro.blog all of that data is yours you can just download it and it all belongs to you and if you want to keep all that content and put it somewhere else go ahead so i i I want there to be a bigger trend of that what's sort of funny is that like there was a point when when there was like a hurdle you know you had to be a person with enough technological knowledge to 
have a website and then uh, get BB Edit and then build a web page with BB Edit and then get Rich Siegel to send you a T-shirt because your web page has the BB Edit logo on it because you were you were technology minded enough to be able to put the logo at the bottom and say this page was built with BB Edit and then BB Edit <laughs> would send you a shirt. Um, ask me how I know and <laughs> <laughs> wardrobe wardrobe paging wardrobe uh and uh rich has women's shirts now fitted shirts i think he called them uh in the merch store you can go buy your own bb edit t-shirt but now they come in black and they come in uh uh more fitted cuts and uh, i'm very excited about that and um you know, you had to you had to find web space, and you had to know how to upload a web page to it, and it had to be formatted properly so that other people could see it. And then other people had to have a web browser in order to go look at that web page. And then you know they had to look every day to see if you'd updated anything, and on and on and on. And like everybody having their own little outpost all went away in favor of this sort of stuff, in in favor of MySpace and Facebook and uh, what was the other one? like friend feed and. Um, Man, there was a bunch of them for a while. And, you know, so that everybody all got together and could hang out with their friends and all talk to each other. And then, you know, and then Facebook sort of curb stomped all the rest of them. And, you know, and then so between Facebook and Twitter, like there's, you know, like you are giving all of your content over to that other company. And now it feels like that pendulum is swinging back the other way a little bit. And there's people who are just making RSS feeds available you know um and you know kick, kicking it old school so that oh gee yeah yeah you know i i love rss feeds i'm not gonna lie um <laughs> it just makes you and everybody else kelly everyone loves an R- <laughs> everyone loves rss feeds. everyone loves a good rss feed and um and, and, and you know how i know because uh net newswire is being resurrected and brent's making a brett brent is rebuilding and he has the technology and yeah, it's very exciting. Um, can I can I can I can I say something I've been waiting to say for a long time? Of course you can. They're all good feeds, Brent. <laughs> they're, they're good feeds, Brent. They're, all, they're good feeds, Brent. <laughs> I I'm glad I, I handed why. you that setup on a you plate. You really did. It was like that was a nice, clean, you know, <laughs> delivery. That was like that was like the old Apple Share icon with the hand holding up the plate, the platter. Yes. That was how clean it was. Oh, in the chooser, <laughs> you could see that icon in the chooser. Oh, right there with broadcast. Broad- I was just gonna say that was that was an old social media was an old social media platform was broadcast. That was a weird, was a weird social media. That was that was the TikTok or <sighs> yeah, whatever the whatever the local campusy mm-hmm. thing is now, where people are being mean to each other. I loved that it. Was broadcast so. back. We all loved it. So, um, oh, broadcast. Net Newswire coming back. We will talk about that next week. But I want to. Yes. I have a pick. I have a thing I want to share with everybody. Okay. Uh, because I, it's it's one of those books where I was reading it, and the fact that I was reading it made me buy two other books <laughs> because it was so well. Okay. It was so well footnoted. Um, Ed Young, uh, who is a writer, I want to say the for the Atlantic, um, and he writes about uh, science and natural history. Uh, and has a book called I Contain Multitudes, mm-hmm. which is all about the microbiome uh, and the fact that we are all sort of, uh, as we're, there's a lot of, bac- there's uh, we are approximately as many bacterial cells as we are human cells. Okay. Um, and, and how bacteria are sort of the unseen part of the universe and part of the world. It's a fascinating, fascinating book. I found two other books that I 
that he cited <laughs> that I went and bought immediately, which is a problem. Oh my gosh, um, it's very dangerous. Yes, uh, but he but he had an amazing, um, he had an amazing sort of factoid in there early early on in chapter one or chapter two. We talked about the fact that there are a bunch of different animals that all uh, evolved separately to eat ants. So there's the anteater, there's the aardvark, there's the aardwolf, which is an ant-eating hyena, which is crazy. Uh, there's the pangolin. Yeah, uh, sleep tight, kids. <laughs> yeah, there's the there's <laughs> the, the ant-eating hyena. Yeah, yeah. So there's a whole bunch of these different animals that are that are that have you know they were never there was no evolutionary convergence. They didn't all emerge from anything from any sort of mm-hmm. recent common ancestor. Um, but what they all have in common is they all have the same diet. They all eat eat these insects and it turns out that in addition to having their diet in common they have something else in common they have similar gut flora they have similar bacteria living in their stomachs and intestines okay which is crazy because they're not related the animals themselves are not related Mm -hmm. but they have these similar they have similar colonies of bacteria living in their guts which in turn was amusing because of the other pick of the week which is of course buzzfeed's True Facts with Z. Frank, <laughs> which are fantastic. This week was lemurs, but he also has an episode on the pangolin and other ant-eating creatures, which is hysterical. Um, <laughs> always so funny. This is one of those videos for if you're watching YouTube and you're in a public place, you're going to want to take a little break because you're going to laugh out loud. Yep. They're so good. Kelly, do you have a pick of the week you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, I do. Uh, I'm... This is just something that that uh, I'm gonna go with that I uh, always enjoy, and that is the um, Kalito C O L E T O high tech C pen. Uh, this is uh, Pilot makes these, and here's what's cool about the high tech C Kalito, uh, which is C O L E T O. By the way, um, the thing that's cool about them is they are multi pens, multi pens. You can, you, uh, you can choose uh, the pen body. So you can have uh, like two or three or four, I think even five or six um, different uh, writing implements in them. So if you like um, a particular color of ink or you like a particular uh, size of pen, you know, like the 0.5 or the 0.38 or whatever, um, Mine are 0.4 because I'm left-handed and I don't like to get blue hand when I drag my hand across the thing I just wrote. So (laughs) mine are 0.4 and um, there's also a pencil attachment that you can get for it. So you can have like a pencil and a couple of pen colors. Um, I now have two of these. I'm going to give a bonus pick in a second because there's another one I like a lot too. Um, So uh, I like these a lot and part of the reason... Uh, again, have you met Kelly? Part of the reason that I like these so much is because they come with Hello Kitty upon them. Um, you can get other kinds. You can get a plain color. You can get like a translucent color so that you can see the pen mechanisms inside. You can get uh, Disney ones. There's Winnie the Pooh ones. You can get like Mickey Mouse, all kinds of characters on them. Um, the 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 regular ones are like three inks or four inks and like, you know, slots where you can put a thing and... I like this pen a lot and the ink, the pen mechanisms for them are always super great. They come in loads and loads of colors and um, it makes me 
really happy to get to write with it because uh, it's it's sort of a a gel ink in these, and so it's not a ballpoint with a bunch of ink goobers that's going to give you blue hand, <laughs> and it dries <laughs> and it dries really quickly. So like if you are writing with it, um, and you write like me, and you are pulling your hand across the stuff that you just wrote, you're not smearing anything. Uh, so that's the one that I like. And then if you are a person who prefers strictly pencil. Uh, there's another pencil that is called the uh, Kuru Toga, and let me hmm. see if I. And here's what's cool about the Kuru. It's like, uh, so, uh, Uniball I think makes yeah Uniball makes the Kuru Toga, and it's K U R U T O G A. And here's what's cool about them is there's this little mechanism inside mm-hmm. that every time you lift the pencil from the paper and then press down again it rotates the lead the inciest bit so you never end up with that long sharp side on your mechanical pencil lead it's not a thing and you never end up with the super duper dull side like if you just pick it up and start writing it doesn't matter because it's like wearing the lead equally around all the time and you never notice it it doesn't show it's not obvious you just write beautifully with pencil for ages and ages and ages because every time you pick it up and put it down it's rotating the lead the tiniest bit so that it's not it is the goofy like it sounds like the goofiest thing but like pick one up and write with it and um they're five bucks i think the last one i got uh was again it had hello kitty on it so i think i paid six dollars for that one um (laughs) yeah it's it's a thing um and they're uh they're super cool and you know they're they're you're it's it's pretty easy to get to get whatever lead you want for them because it doesn't matter what the lead is that's the other beauty of it um just pick the one that that uses the width of lead that you prefer and then every time you pick it up and put it down you get a nice pencil line every time it's amazing I've gone through so much lead in some of these pencils and in, in my two mechanical pencils and they're super duper great. So that, that would be my other pick. Amazing. The Kaleido high tech C pen and the mechanical pencil that reads your mind <laughs> and then places Facebook ads. So by the way, if we're getting Facebook ads for the Kaleido high tech C pen and magical pencils, we know who to blame and it's you our loyal listeners for, <laughs> for doing this to us. You can find us at the after show, the underscore after show on the Twitters. Uh, we should probably make ourselves a microblog if we haven't done it already. Yes, we should. You can also find us at aftershowpodcast.com. Kelly, where can people find you? You can find me five mornings a week hosting the Mac Observer Daily Observations podcast over at macobserver.com. You can find me on Twitter and on um, micro.blog as verso and you can find me over at the incomparable network where uh, I pop up occasionally on other programs and currently uh, like I told you before we recap the masked singer and um, the Westworld show is gearing up Uh, we're in the very early stages of gearing up because we basically have to wait for Game of Thrones to be over and then uh, we'll engage in more talks about uh, the season two rewatch and that sort of thing. See, see, she said gearing up because the the host, the first gen host, they all have gears. <laughs> Get it? They're mechanical. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know why I bother for you people. My f- place that I can be found is Mike T Rose on the Twitters, and uh, you can also find me in a couple weeks in Las Vegas. Uh, I will be out there. <laughs> be out there doing a show at the Copa. No, I'm going to be out there for work. <laughs> but um, take your boots. It'd be fun. Be fun to make. Yeah, I'll take my snow boots. It's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. But we're glad to have you with us. We will be back in two weeks. So in the meantime, 
We will see you soon.